0: In this fifth Shabbos Learning Project class this year, we will be covering some of the uh, ideas and halachas and some of the lesser-known halachas surrounding the Shabbos meals and Shalash as we continue to speak about uh, the positive, proactive ways in which we um, sanctify and commemorate and enjoy Shabbos. So let's dive right in. Let's talk about what are the obligations what are we supposed to be having um, for our meals on Shabbos? And then we will zero in specifically on the meal that gets the least attention, which is uh, Shalashites. We'll touch upon Havdalah, which we will continue in Mirza Hashem next week. So let's start from the beginning. We are um, obligated to have three meals per Shabbos. Uh, the source of this is a uh, verse... In which the word Hayom is men- mentioned three times in conjunction with the um, man. It says, uh, You should eat today because today is Shabbos and today you will not find any man in the fields. So from this mentioning, the repetition, of the word Hayom three times, we learn that we are to have three meals, to enjoy three meals throughout Shabbos. The purpose of this is Oneg Shabbos, is to enjoy the gift of Shabbos. The Gemara in Shabbos, Kofir Ches, says in the name of rev Yeshua ben Levi, um, that uh, um, anybody who fulfills this requirement of having three meals on Shabbos shalosh he is saved from three calamities mashiach, from the birth pangs of mashiach medina gehenom from the judgment of gehenom umil gog umagog and from the effects of the war at the end of days of gog and magog so we're not going to this is not the forum in which we can discuss exactly why these three things and what that means I'm not sure exactly what it means, but I know that it's good. <laughs> Rabbi Yossi in the Gemara says, Yehei Chalki ochle sholosh se'udos May my portion be amongst those who have three meals over Shabbos. So, the and the commentaries grapple with what, what's he trying to say? I mean, how hard is it to have three meals over the course of Shabbos? One sweet answer that I saw given by the Radziner Rabbi. This is an answer that he gave upon seeing the Hanhagos, upon seeing the way of his uh, of his friend, uh, his Talmud, the great Rabbi lebele Eger, Rabbi Akiva Eger's grandson, uh, who adopted the ways of Hasidus. Um, he was a very righteous person. He used to spend a lot of his time on Shabbos, uh, davening or preparing to daven, so much time, so much so, that he often ended up having uh, keeping Shabbos until late into the night. He just didn't have enough time to, for his tefillos and for his seudos over Shabbos. So sometimes he would end up having shalash shudas in the middle of the night on Matzi Shabbos, or even on Sunday morning. So the Radzin Rebbe would explain, once he saw this hanhaga, he saw this behavior, he said, that's what Rabbi Yossi's tefila was, that uh, yehi chelki me'ochle shalosh seudos my portion should be amongst those who are able to pack in all that Shabbos has to offer, both in terms of the davening and in terms of the enjoyment of Shabbos in one Shabbos day, and it shouldn't have to uh, stretch into the night, into the next, the next morning. That was the way he homiletically interpreted the words of, of Rabbi Yossi. And it's a beautiful idea, just reflecting upon the opportunity that we have over Shabbos, to sanctify Shabbos, to gain from its blessings. And uh, one way is to, have, uh, is to en- enjoy and appreciate the three different meals that we uh, that we get to have; it's not just about filling our stomachs; it's about filling our souls. Um, the idea of 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 being ma'aneg Shabbos. The Gemara says, "Am Rabbi Huna Marav, call him Shabbos." He who delights in Shabbos knows lo mish'alos libo. They give him heaven gives him the requests of his heart, what that which he desires. But the expression is called aneg Shabbos. He who delights in Shabbos, but that's not an accurate translation. It's really who gives Shabbos delight. Um, the Gra uh, on his commentary to, uh, to Mishle, I think it is, says th- it talks about this, this idea, that our job is to be me'aneg es shabbos and not to be mis'aneg ba-Shabbos, to give Shabbos delight and not just to delight ourselves with um, the physical aspects of Shabbos. So part of this enjoyment is, yes, of course, giving ourselves enjoyment, a day of rest, relaxation, breathing for a bit, but to do so uh, in the context and with the consciousness that this is not just about us, not really about us, this is about Hashem, and this is about sanctifying His Shabbos and giving that delight to Shabbos herself. So that's the uh, some of the surrounding ideas in Chazal, just a, a small sampling um, of how important it is to honor and respect and to invest ourselves in and to enjoy the three meals of Shabbos. So as, as we said, you have an obligation to have three meals over Shabbos. What do we have to eat? So preferably a kebetza, the volume of an egg of bread, so an egg's worth of bread. At the very least, a kazayas, which is the volume of an olive. And this is important to know for those who have a hard time having bread uh, or don't have much room. So those are the, those are the amounts, either an egg amount, or an olive amount, just as a side point, if a person is not going to have an egg volume of bread, then they should not be uh, saying a bracha of al Natilas yadayim, because al-nitilas yadayim is instituted for those who are going to have a of an egg amount of, of bread. And that volume of bread should be consumed uh, within a few minutes um, at the start of the meal. So that's the basic obligation of a meal, and obviously we're supposed to add as much as we can, uh, to increase our own egg Shabbos and fish and meat and all sorts of uh, delicacies. Um, and that's the general idea of, of enjoying the Sudos of Shabbos. Now let's move to the third meal. Third meal of Shabbos, Lishit. So the time for Shalashudas, earliest time is a half hour past Halachic midday. Um, the Ramah says it's best to have Shalashudas after one davens uh, the Mincha prayer. But if this is that difficult, then even before Mincha is okay. Poskim throughout the generations have very much encouraged um, us to make sure that we would have Shalashuddis. Shochanar actually uses a a, um, a strong language regarding Shalashuddhis. Uh, he writes, Yeh Zahir Ma'od. Person should be very careful, very scrupulous. Vakaim Suda Shlishis. Sava even if he is full. He can have just a, as I mentioned before, just an egg uh, amount of, of bread, and uh, and then the Shulchan Aruch says, but if that's not possible, then a person is not um, obligated to pain himself to to undergo, um, you know, an, an uncomfortable eating. V'hachacham of and as the as the mission in Avos says, a wise person, in his eyes in his head, he sees the future, he pays attention to what's coming up next. He shouldn't uh, fill up too much at the day meal. in To make sure he has room for Shalashudas. So even though this is kind of like the throwaway meal, that's not the way it's treated, even though that seems to be how we end up treating Shalashudas, that is not the way it is treated in the... Uh, in the halacha or in the postkim What's the reason for this strong reminder? So the Bach says the reason why the Shulchan Aruch chooses this strong language or, or the sources of the Shulchan Aruch choose this strong language is to serve as a reminder, not to fill up too much at the second meal to the point where we can't have Shalashudas. And certainly this time of year during the winter, it's hard to pack in both meals, especially in our, in our long and uh, warm southern meals. Uh, it's important to make sure we have time and space for Shalashudas. V'chidah says that uh, the reason for the special caution regarding Shalashudas is because Shalashudas is the meal in which we demonstrate that all of our Shabbos meals are lechavod Shabbos, are to honor Shabbos. Um, in those days, in the days of Chazal, in the days of antiquity, the norm was to have only two meals, um, a big meal at, uh, at night and a big meal during the, uh, the day. And through the third meal, one receives reward for all three, because two is the norm. Having two meals doesn't show that Shabbos is special. But having the third meal, which is beyond the norm, that shows, uh, that that proves to oneself and to others and to Hashem, that really one's intention with all meals, both the two that he usually has, and the third meal, is Lechavot Shabbos. And for us, this really holds true this time of year, specifically during the winter, because we ordinarily wouldn't be having another meal in close succession to a large afternoon meal. And the chida and many others suggest that that is why the minig has developed to call the meal shaloshudis, which is a Yiddish slur of the, uh, of the Hebrew word words shaloshudos, becomes Shalosh udos means three meals. Why are we calling our third meal three meals? It's not three meals. It's just one. The answer is because it It shows our pure intentions for all three meals and serves to trigger our reward, our heavenly reward, for all three meals of Shabbos. So um, what do we have to have for Shalashudas? As mentioned above, the preference is to have bread and a kibetzah of bread, of lechem, of challah. Some say that one can be yotzi, one can fulfill the obligation of Shalashudas with mezonos, mezonos. you know, which is like cake or crackers or cookies-like products, or fish, uh, or fruit. This is, these are all different opinions mentioned in the Shulchan Aruch, and the Chai Adam says it's, that is the order of preference. So number one would be bread, number two would be mizonos, number three would be fish or meat, and number four would be fruit. Would be fruit. Now the question is asked, if this meal is so important, and if it demonstrates such a chavivus and a, a, a love for Shabbos and respect for Shabbos and honoring of Shabbos, why is it that this is the meal in which uh, the halachic sources tell us that we can be Yodse, there are, there are alternative options other than bread, meaning bread is the best, but if you can't have bread or can't, uh, can't stomach it or whatever the reason is, there are other options. Why is Shudis the time in which we have these alternative options? And so the couple reasons are given. Um, some him say there's a Mordechai that says that it's specifically uh, because of what we noted above, that the custom in the days of old was that they wouldn't eat in the afternoon at all. So anything, any amount of eating, uh, even if it wasn't bread, was clearly being done the Kavot Shabbos. And uh, that's one reason given why we can have things other than bread for Shalosh Another reason given by Rebbe Yonah is that the other two meals are, had, are, uh, are enjoyed after Kiddush. So they serve to further sanctify Shabbos. They're like an extension of Kiddush. Um, whereas uh, Shalashudas, you don't have that, you don't have Kiddush at Shalashudas, even though the Rambam mentions having wine at all three meals, but there are those who understand, and, and there are those who understand the Ramba means to say that one should actually have Kiddush at Shalashudas. Um, and we have a there is a, a big Talmud Chacham Rosh Hashiva that our family is close with who actually has that minhug, who makes Kiddush at Shalashudas. And we often joke, my kids joke, they would love us for us to adopt that minhug because we give them grape juice and, uh, and they can, they'd like to get as much as they possibly can. But in any case, the standard minhug is not to have Kiddush at uh, Shalashudas. And there are those who explain the Rambam doesn't mean to have Kiddush at all three meals, but just to have to enjoy wine at all three meals. Uh, but either way, since we don't have Kiddush at Shalashudas, Therefore, the extended meal is not as necessary, and that's one reason why um, we can suffice with other foods when, that is, uh, when that's necessary. Now, aside from other foods, the Shalah um, brings the Zohar, that one can be Yodzeh, one can fulfill his obligation of Shalashudas with Divrei Torah, with uh, in- engaging in words of Torah. And he brings a... Um, a homiletic reference to this, um, in which the postgames say that one can be Yotse b'mine targima. One can fulfill his obligation for shalashuddas with mine targima, which means um, snack like food, the ones we mentioned before, either mizonos or fish or fruit. But one can say that targima is milashon targima. It comes, it's a, it's the, the root word is targum to translate, to expound, like Targum Unculus is called Targum. It's called a translation, an, ex- an explanation, an expounding of Divrei Torah. So when it says you could be yotze biminei Targima, the Shla says this means you could be yotze with Tirgum, with explaining and expounding Divrei Torah. This opinion is brought by the Maganah uh, but the Orach strongly disagrees, and he says this concept only applies certain times during the year, like, for example, Shabbos Erev Pesach, when one can't have a full Suda anyway. We experienced this, this phenomenon this past year, where since it is Erev Pesach, one can't have one's food options are restricted, you can't have matzah, you can't really make ha'motzi. And therefore, on a Shabbos, where one can't have a full Shalashudas, then, uh, then Divrei Torah is a way of fulfilling um, the obligation and the, uh, the sanctity of having Shalashudas. So it's an opinion which is brought in halacha but is also um, constrained by other halachic sources. There's a story mentioned um, in the Sefer Pardes Yosef uh, relating to this topic. Uh, it's told that the, um, that the Beis HaLevi, uh, the original of Yosef Dov Salavechik <coughs> of Brisk, the Beis HaLevi was, was once in an inn for Shabbos, and there was no Lecha Mishnah there for Shalashudas. And those who are accompanying him said, well, why don't we utilize the opinion of Vishla and fulfill our obligation with Divrei Torah? So you should speak, and we'll fulfill Shalashittis that way. And Rav Salavechik, the Beis HaLevi, retorted, and he said that the, uh, the problem is that the possibility exists that somebody present might refute, might ask Akasha, might show a whole, uh, pose a difficulty with some of the Divrei Torah that I might say, and then we'd be left with nothing no food and no torah because we don't have food to eat and the torah is going to be refuted so therefore uh, we can't uh, we can't just rely on that on that kula on that leniency so it was a it was a sweet uh, a cute little story Um, but what we was trying to convey is that it's best to fulfill the mitzvah of shalashidas by by eating okay so that's um, the importance of shalashidas some of the sources behind it and what we are supposed to have at shalashidas now when is Shalashudah supposed to be uh, consumed? When, is it, when are we supposed to partake of Shalashudah? We mentioned above that you can have Shalashudah from a half hour, half hour after Chatzos. The, late, the latest time is, um, is at nightfall. The Shulchan Aruch says that one is not allowed to eat anything after nightfall. If one has not, is not engaged in eating Shalashudah, you have to stop eating at nightfall. That's the time when Shabbos is exiting. That's the time of Abdullah. We'll talk about that in a, in a little bit. But exactly when this period starts is not entirely clear. Usually in halacha, we assume that shkia, sunset, is when we uh, assume it to be night already. But it's clear from uh, several sources that one is allowed to keep going. Ordinarily, we would expect that sh- shkia would be the upper limit, and we can't uh, partake, can't eat, can't start shalashuddas after shkia. Um, but the Mishabruah says that for shalashuddas, one can begin eating shalashuddas even after this time, even after shkia, even after sunset. This is based upon the relying of uh, the opinion of Rabbeinu Tam and the opinions that consider Halachic sunset to be much later. So, for the mitzvah of Shalashuddas, one is allowed to rely upon those opinions and begin Shalashuddas even after Shkia. So, how much time after Shkia? So, the truth is, the Chazon Ish uh, held not a minute later. Shkia is really a Shkia, not as we said, not as we reported in the name of the Mishnah Bura. He disagreed, he held Shkia was it. And um, there's a story told of somebody who washed for Shalosh Shudas after Shkia, and he made a bracha. And the Chazanish wouldn't allow him to make a hamotzi. He was he held that that strongly. But I believe the standard opinion is follows that of the Mishnah Berurah, which is that we do have extra time. How much extra time? Mishnah Berurah says a half hour later. It's reported that Rev.arn Cutler um, would begin fift, as as much as fifty minutes, five zero minutes after after Shkia in in the New York area, Lakewood, New York area. Um, others say you even have, really, up until the 72 minutes of Rebbeinu Tam. Um, and still others, Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, based upon his calculations, he said that it, you really have uh, only up until about nine minutes after sunset, which was in New York, where the, uh, where the horizon works a bit differently, and there's a bit more time between sunset and nightfall. Based upon Rabbi Moshe Feinstein's calculations here in Atlanta, um, where our shoal keeps not 50 minutes between Shkia and sais between sunset and nightfall, but rather we keep uh, 35 minutes between Shkia and Sais because nightfall happens faster here. So I believe that the calculation would lead to the conclusion that we have about six minutes. So to review the various opinions, how long after Shkia do you have to begin Um According to Chazanish, zero minutes. Some say four, by the way. According to the Mishnah Bruah, you have really a full half hour. and Those who say much longer than that, Following Ramotion's opinion here, here in uh, Rav Moshe Feinstein's opinion here in Atlanta, that magic number would probably be about six minutes or so after shkia to begin the Shala Uda. So So um, all this, by the way, is if one did not start eating. Once you begin Shala then you can keep going until, until you bench. And after you bench, then comes the time in which you are no longer allowed to eat anything until Hadullah. So, starting means washing, washing for your meal. There are some who are mekel, that if you're not going to be able to have a meal, then even if you are fulfilling your obligation of shalashuddas with mezonos, then you can also keep going past shkia and past that extended time period that we're allowed to to eat. It's really not the preferred preferred method. The shaved alevi was in favor, many were against it. Um, There is room for extra leniency. I would say, for up to 30 minutes after shkia, and especially for women who are, uh, whose obligation for Shalashudas is not unanimously accepted. Standard halach is that women are just as obligated in Shalashudas as men, but there are some dissenting opinions, so we can make this uh, a halachic combination that would allow women to fulfill their mitzvah of Shalashudas by having mezonos um, and continuing to partake of that mezonos even, even, even later on in the evening. Um, So, as I said before, once a person benches for shalashudas, or if they didn't wash, and it's uh, some considerable time after shkia after sunset, then there's a prohibition against eating anything before havdalah. So let's let's discuss this as our final topic for this week's class. So a person uh, wasn't able to catch uh, shalashudas in time, it's too late now, we're past those magic six minutes. Um, and uh, we didn't have a chance to to eat. So now there's a prohibition against uh, against partaking of food before havdalah. So if a person is particularly hungry or thirsty at that time, can't wait um, for havdalah. So what what can you do? What are, what are the halachas here? So as we mentioned above, with regards to kiddush, this prohibition against consuming something before havdalah and before kiddush is different than the general prohibition against eating prior to other mitzvahs, like we know there's a prohibition against eating before um, t- taking a lulav or hearing the shofar. And the reason for the prohibition against eating a half hour before the time that one performs other mitzvahs is because we don't want, Chazal didn't want us to become distracted to the point where we miss the time for the mitzvah. Um, but in those cases, one's allowed to have a small meal. It can taste some fruit, have a, even a little bit of bread or non-meal items. Uh, without restriction. But here, before Havdalah, the prohibition is against tasting or eating anything except for water. And why is that? So The reason is because it's similar to the way we explained uh, the prohibition against eating before Kiddush, which a few classes ago. Um, it's not that Chazal were concerned, not our sages were concerned that a person might miss Havdalah. Rather, part of the idea of Havdalah is marking the end of Shabbos with the Havdalah ceremony and with the wine. By partaking of other foods, one is diminishing the significance of this ritual, of this mitzvah. And so it's not just a preventative measure, but it's an integral part of the mitzvah itself, of Havdalah itself, that a person marks the end of Shabbos with tasting just the wine of Havdalah and and therefore nothing else. And therefore it extends to all foods and even small tastes of light foods. So it becomes similar to the prohibition of eating before Kiddush, and the only exception is water. There, the Arizal and other Kabbalistic sources frown upon even the consumption of water, but the Shulchan Aruch and Halachic sources are clear that it is permitted to have uh, to have water um, even after Shkia, even after nightfall, uh, before even before one uh, is able to get to ha- to hear Havdalah. So um, that is one little extra leniency that we have before Havdalah that doesn't exist before Kiddush on, uh, on Friday night. So that is our brief overview, overview this week of, the, uh, of these halachas. Just to recap, um, we started by speaking about the, the uh, general setting and importance of all three Shabbos meals. Uh, we spoke about uh, the timing of the third meal, um, the importance of the third meal, uh, what should be consumed, and then we spoke about the prohibition of eating outside of the third meal outside of Shal if you didn't have Shal Shudas or already benched, um, what that prohibition is before Havdalah. And uh, stay tuned, next week, we will be discussing the halachas of Havdalah and beyond. Uh, Have a wonderful Shabbos. Enjoy the Shabbos Learning Project quiz. And as always, feel free to be in touch with me with any questions or comments. um, And have a wonderful Shabbos.